Under the Radar, bringing movies and people together, one frame at a time. Hey guys, I'm Randy Younger, and in another episode of Under the Radar, bringing movies and people together, one frame at a time. And with me, I have a wonderful friend to the show, uh, a distinguished gentleman, Mr. Kevin Mosqueda. Oh, thank you, Clarence. Yes, uh, how are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome back. It's been a while. Yes, it has. <laughs> Hope all is well with you, sir. Can't complain. <laughs> good, good, good. Mm -hmm. Happy to hear. Yep. So tonight we're going to be discussing the 1993 Sylvester Stallone Wesley Snipes action vehicle Demolition Man. Now, I rewatched this the other night in preparation for this episode, and I have to say that after 30 years, this movie holds up. Oh, yeah. It is, it is just a, a fun thrill ride from beginning to end. And in case uh, of those who don't uh, know the, the story, uh, Sylvester Stallone plays a hardened cop uh, in 1996 Los Angeles who is in hot pursuit of Wesley Snipes' character, Simon Phoenix, who is a sadistic, violent criminal, a murderer. Um, and basically the film starts off in 1996 and there's a huge uh, shootout. There's a couple of deaths. And basically uh, both individuals, Stallone and Snipes, uh, get frozen uh, for their crimes. Uh, I won't get into too much crimes, but there's an, an incident with Stallone's character so basically he gets frozen in cryo cryogenics along with uh, uh, Wesley Snipes character, Simon Phoenix. Basically they both get frozen only to be thawed out um, a number of decades later in San Angeles, which is the future version of LA. And basically once they're thawed out, they resume their, their fighting and lots of bullets and, uh, laser beams are exchanged in the future Los Angeles. And like I said, it's just a fun thrill ride from beginning to end. Uh, I, I think I, I like this movie a lot more this time around, 30 years later. It, it really, it, it, it has aged well, like a fine wine. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. I think it's, um, they made enough changes that you don't fall in the pitfalls of other future movies where you're like, mm -hmm. Oh, that's not really how it is in the future because we're essentially there, especially <laughs> right, right. so far from movie '96. So the San Angeles, just the 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 sets, uh, the color schemes. I mean, it, it's enough that you can just get into that fantasy world mm -hmm. and not have to uh, be brought back to reality. Okay. And I think nothing shows that more yeah. than Wesley Snipes' performance. Okay. That man was having fun. Oh yeah, throughout the whole. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like any 90s villain, he really chewed up the scenery. And uh, I think he was perfect. I, I can't think of a better actor who could have embodied that performance. Um, I just want to go back a little. So they get thawed out in 2032. So we still have some time to fully realize what their predictions were. <laughs> do, do you think Taco Bell is going to be a fancy restaurant? I mean... <laughs> I will say Taco Bell is appreciated by many. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I know they've tried to make it fancy. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But <laughs> like I said, even if we reviewed this movie in 2032, 2035, right. whatever. Hey, that's a like, date. I think that's a, a good idea. Sure. I mean, it's, 
I, like I said, it's just so radical enough. I'm not going to nitpick it and say that didn't happen. Look, right. you know, they predicted it wrong. Like right. there aren't mole people underground <laughs> in theory yet. But, you know, I mean, it's it's a wild ride. Uh, mm-hmm. Stallone is great. Uh, just mm-hmm. an awesome. I love and I'm probably going to butcher the quotes. So you're going to keep me honest. OK, I'll do that. why they bring Stallone back. You can only fight crazy with crazy. Uh-huh. And it just. Yeah, they they work so well off each other. Let's yeah, let's overdo it. Let's go full action and just bring an enjoyment. It's like let, let's make the hero uh, and villain as fascinating as possible. They have to be on like the even uh, playing field, really. Uh, and we're gonna get into a little bit of the '90s movie talk in a bit, but uh, this movie it just it it, it holds up so well. Uh, it's it's very cool, very stylish. I love how mm. 2032 looks. In, in San Angeles. Um, also, oh, we've got um, Sandra Bullock in a, an early role for her. This is 1993, so it was a year before Speed. And she was really kind of gaining momentum as a leading actress, becoming popular. Uh, we also have uh, Benjamin Bratt as a very funny, uh, naive police officer mm-hmm. as well. Sandra Bullock is also a cop, I didn't say that. Um, also, we have Rob Schneider, as like a, a the police uh, dispatch person, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Gunton, who plays the police chief, yeah. who is always a jerk in everything, <laughs> almost yeah, almost yeah. everything. You, you know, yeah. he was like typecast as this stereotypical, you know, uh, not villain, just kind of a, a jerky guy. Oh yeah. Uh, we got Dennis Leary as one of the mole people, as you said. <laughs> I'm gonna call him that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, we also have, oh, Jack Black is also one of the mole people. I don't know if you knew that. I don't think I caught that. I think it might be his, I don't know if it's his first role, but it's one, definitely one of his earlier roles. Mm Um, yeah, we've got, we got Otho from Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Of course you would spot that. Yes, (laughs) I have to. Come on. (laughs) Give me some credit here. Mm -hmm. And, uh. Yeah, a, a great score by Elliot Goldenthal, who two years later would do uh, Batman Forever and then Batman and Robin. But that's a side conversation. Of course. But I think uh, <laughs> if we go supporting characters, yes. um, yeah, Sandra Bullock, I mean, you, mm. she showed the potential there. She just, how could you not root for her? She had yeah. this innocence to her, but right. then obviously she you know, stepped up to the plate later in the movie sure. when she had to. Uh, I mean... <laughs> She just kind of just popped out of the screen. You had a fall. yeah. She's she definitely has that 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 it factor. Oh yeah, you know, and you could really tell uh, from this and and her mid nineties performances. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to see that. Um, some of the technology, I, I believe there were tablets in this movie. So we got that prediction that yeah, squared yeah, away. Um, the the VR sex simulation. I don't know if we're, are we there? Maybe no, we're there. We're I mean, there? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 like, I mean, VR is there and uh, it's just like the internet, right? It yes. was made for certain purposes and it quickly went to adult themes. Yeah. VR is going, it, it's basically that direction yeah. already. You got that. You've got um self-driving cars. Okay. You've got, what do you got? I mean, we're going to just jump straight to it. Oh, yeah. Well, the. I believe this is the the bathroom uh, yes. uh, scene where Stallone is like, you know, you're you're out of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> and I don't think we have to get into the graphic 
nature or our theories on how you, actually I think I did Google it once. Yes. I, I was <laughs> so I. I was curious, <laughs> I, you know, morbid curiosity. Yeah. We're not going to get into details with the three seashells. Use your imagination is all I'm going to say. Well, I'll make this pivot because I've yes, heard sir. this theory. The three seashells was some ongoing joke for everybody just to mess with Stallone. I've also heard that theory. It's not really a thing. Okay. They just keep referencing it just to basically mess with Stallone's. Character. Oh, like 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 uh, like even to this day that they still reference that. Well, no, just like in the context of the movie. Okay. The, nobody really knows what the three seashells are, how they're supposed to be used. Okay. But it's kind of like Emperor's New Clothes. Like nobody wants to be the guy to call right. it out. Right, and right. Say, uh, what are you supposed to do with these? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but once you. If if you do Google it, you'll find out the the real reason. Though I still don't think that it's very effective. Anyway, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> Demolition Man is is just it's 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 a ridiculous movie. It's quintessential '90s action. I yes. say quintessential. Um, this was a time too when uh, Stallone was like, you know, it, starring in every action movie imaginable. Mm -hmm. um, I think he did at least one movie a year. Like after he did Rambo 3, which was 1988, I think, 88, 89, he then kind of uh, moved in a slightly different direction. He was still a heroic action star, oh, right. but this was just after the Rambo, the initial Rambo trilogy. I mean, that's what made him the action guy, right? You want yeah. to talk uh, like actor, an, an actor that you can respect his acting, you mm -hmm. go with the Rocky route and somewhere's more mm -hmm. dramatic roles. Yeah. Rambo made him action. And then mm -hmm. this yeah. just kind of built on that. Yeah, I, I'd say, um, let's say uh, his non-Rambo roles from off the top of my head, uh, I believe it kind of started roughly with Cobra. Mm. That was uh, 1986. And um, he was kind of like Rambo in that, but more like a subdued all in black. I think he had a, like a leather outfit, like a biker oh, yeah, type, yeah, yeah. type cop. And uh, Tango and Cash. Well, that's just... Yeah. Um, awesome. But then once we hit the 90s, I think, uh, <laughs> well, 92 was um, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, which was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Where would uh, Cliffhanger oh, and my yes. Over the Top, my personal favorite of his, uh, fall in terms of timelines? You would know this off that. Yeah. So, okay. So Cliffhanger would be 1993, same year as Demolition Man, busy year for him. Then 94. For uh, not sure. No, I think in ninety four, ninety five, he did the specialist, mm. which was a uh, where he played an assassin. He also played an assassin in Assassin or Assassins in uh, ninety six. You don't say. Yes, <laughs> ninety six was also uh, Daylight, which I actually rewatched last night. And basically, I don't want to ramble anymore. Stallone was the the it action guy in the 90s I'd say H him and, and Stallone had this this like feud Schwarzenegger what Schwarzenegger you said him and Stallone Schwarzenegger oh, and Stallone stupid yeah Stallone and Schwarzenegger were neck and neck and this is just such a great time who has more testosterone you know you know I think you have to go to the source on this one so I was watching the uh Schwarzenegger uh like mini series on him in Netflix Mm -hmm. And Stallone was one of the guys interviewed, and he nice. said it best. It's when you look at these movies, <laughs> right? The go-to guy, the guy that's like unstoppable, is Schwarzenegger. Okay. Stallone couldn't play that character, so in almost all of Stallone's action movies, you see him get his butt kicked. <laughs> and now, 
through that lens, I like that's all I could see now every time I see the seeing movies. Stallone get his ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Stallone gets beat up. Yeah, he, he gets, wins. He gets, he gets beat up. Right. <laughs> Especially in daylight. He's been he's thrown around the whole every set he's in. Okay. And uh it's actually a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I, I never really was a Stallone fan, but after revisiting Demolition Man and um and um Daylight and other stuff. He's actually really charismatic. I, I I didn't really realize this until I actually like analyzed the film. Oh, I'm never gonna knock Rocky out. Like, yeah, he, of course he is. He's great. He's really good. And uh, I mean, you know, he he he's he's still going. I mean, they're doing Expendables. What for now? He has his own reality show, <laughs> which I actually watched the pilot of as well. Of course he did. I came prepared tonight, guys. And the family Stallone. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yes, yes. It's really the Kardashians with Sly Stallone uh, as the patriarch. And uh, it's just really bad. Uh, but um, I was just curious to get morbid curiosity. I don't know what I'm more curious about, the three seashells or the family Stallone. Seashells only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, 90s action movies man they they were like all over the place good stuff yeah i mean so i was trying to pair this and i was looking at the list and yeah. it's if you realize you can see a trend moving from early 90s to late 90s mm -hmm. early 90s you get a little spillover from the 80s you get your mm -hmm. salons you get your schwarzeneggers you get mm -hmm. your big bodybuilder or equivalent type guys just decimating everything yeah as you slowly start also getting uh, Van Damme and Van Damme, yeah. as you slowly start moving later and later, mm. you start getting a little more sci-fi, a little more. Hmm. And I use the term loosely because these are still decent-sized guys. Uh, more normal-sized men in action roles. So right, you got right. Your Keanu's in the Matrix. Right. You got your Will Smith in Independence Day. You got your Harrison Ford in Air Force One and everything. Exactly. exactly. So it's still very action-based, but you're going back to your more average size dude yeah i'm trying to think what what year that, that that kind of like went downhill like they went from the muscle bound hero to the more everyman hero yeah i'm uh, i kind of think stallone might be like i mean stallone's buff but he's not a huge guy he's like maybe five eight five nine yeah i, I mean i was actually i'm thinking it's got to be the 96 97 mark right okay. you got your the Rock, you know, you got your Nick Cage, you got Mission yeah. Impossible, Tom Cruise coming that's back right, to the fold. Right. Like I said, Will Smith and in Independence Day, and then what okay. did you have Nicholas Cage there? Ninety-seven, Conair, Face Off, Blade, Wesley Snipes comes back, not as big, right. still toned, and also and Matrix, one yeah. of my before we I, we can't end without talking about The Rock, the movie The, oh, yeah. the Rock. Yeah, that's one of my absolute favorite action movies. Quite pop. Well, I wouldn't say it's my favorite of the nineties. But it's definitely top five, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And um, just a lot of fun. The 90s were just ridiculous. Like they they did not really, you know, care about um, screenplay. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes. Because one of my favorite 90s movies, many people are going to say is garbage. But you know what? The nostalgia in me kicks in. The kid in me kicks in. Yes. 95, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I know wow. it's not that good. But you know what? I love it. That is... I could watch of all the action yeah. movies. I could watch that over and over. I actually over. like that one. I like the sequel as well. The remake was okay. I wasn't impressed by it. 
But yeah, that was quintessential 90s action. But you cool. said you don't need that great of a screenplay? Nothing. No. <laughs> There's a good example of that. <laughs> like um a lot a thing that was very popular in the 90s was um, you know, like with speed, they would say die hard on a bus. Air Force One was die hard on a plane. Oh, yeah. Uh Cliffhanger was die hard on a mountain. That was like the go-to analogy of action movies. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it's pretty uh, apt. So yeah, the 90s were fantastic. Um I just I, yeah I'm, I'm now I going back to Stallone though like I'm really glad we picked this movie. Oh yeah, you yeah. know it's it's fun. That's yeah, period. you want to be entertained, just go with that. And it's a great runtime. It, it's it's less than two hours, which is uncommon r- these days for an action movie. Oh, yeah. You know they have to be a minimum of like two hours ten minutes. I don't know why they have to be so long. You can tell a story just as simply in an hour and a half, hour forty five. Mm-hmm. But this movie, it just it it's a breezy watch. It go the runtime goes by really nicely, and um, yeah, I I actually wanted a lot more of this movie. Oh yeah, I mean I don't think a sequel would have worked per se. No, that it was it was tightly packaged in there. I yeah, mean, you'd force it. Yeah, and I just want to discuss the director Marco Brambilla. Brambia Brambilla. Brambia? Uh, yes he's an italian board canadian contemporary artist and film director and i don't know if he did much more in terms of film he did a short film called sink which was in uh, 2005 it looks like demolition man was like his one hit wonder um actually you might know this was it a hit I mean, I know we like it, but <laughs> box office standards. Uh... Well, it's definitely it's definitely got a cult following. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see here, mixed reviews in nineteen ninety three. I get that. And it earned one hundred fifty nine million worldwide, and it was considered uh, successful for Stallone. So well, there you go. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I can't think of it. I mean, I'm not. A, I'll be honest. I'm not a huge enthusiast of wesley snipes i don't oh, know if... no no i think he is very underrated yeah i mean i love blade the, the blade trilogy that he was in was fantastic which as a comic book fan i love but i sure. think his, one of his best roles has to be white men can't jump <laughs> okay i mean that's just a great movie and he he did that he also collaborated with woody harrelson in uh, money train another cheesy 90s action flick to wong fu right thank you yeah, and also the, I think actually he was the best part of coming to America. Yes, uh, he's a standout in yeah. a pretty bad movie. That was just that was really uh, atrocious, and I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, money grab. Yeah, that's all it is. That you know, I know. And they're uh, speaking of uh, other uh, action films, they're doing uh, Beverly Hills Cop Four, oh. which they they brought back Judge Reinhold and uh, John. Aston, John Ashton, I mm-hmm. never basically the gentleman who played Taggart. He's okay. a, they brought them back, and I I'm not even like I don't even have high hopes for these movies anymore. I it's unfortunately just, it, think you're right. You know, like it's just gonna be the tired old formula, throwing some nostalgia in there, and you have a movie. It's it's just a shame, you know. But um eventually they'll probably uh remake Demolition Man. 
I think. Well, <laughs> and maybe they'll get Wesley Snipes back. This is also a good <laughs> reminder to everyone, pay yeah. your taxes. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, was too soon? Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I did not I did not expect that, but okay. Yeah, I mean. He's had some legal issues. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Um, goes from 1996. It starts out, and then we end up in 2032. And, uh, yeah. I I can't say enough about this movie. Oh, so one mention Stuart Baird was the editor who mm-hmm. actually would later on uh, become a director, and he did. Um, yeah. Oh, he actually, yeah, he did the. I guess he did the editing work on starting with. I'm I'm just going to do Stallone collaborations, Tango and Cash, Perfect. Demolition Man, of course. Then he went on to direct uh, Executive Decision. Uh, which was another Die Hard on a Plane with Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot about that one. Yeah. I, and also Halle Berry. I don't even remember it being that good. That was <laughs> the other thing about action movies in the 80s and 90s is you mm. can just basically make anything. It didn't matter if it was good or not. No. You'll get a following, and it usually was surrounding by your star. Yeah. So if you had, what, your Van Damme, your Stallone, your Schwarzenegger, your go-to's, your, yeah, even Seagal at one point. I mean, yeah. Oh, we people... can talk about Seagal, yeah. I mean, if you want, <laughs> it could be a quick discussion. Uh, but yeah, you know, Under Siege, the first one's pretty good. Yes. Second one, not Die Hard on a Train. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> first one was Die Hard on a Ship. It's really, it it's weird. It was lazy filmmaking back then, but it worked. It was actually exciting like to go into the theater i don't know because they only they would make maybe one or two of these types of movies a year so you'd have like a couple months between each mm-hmm. to look forward to it so you'd get excited and then the anticipation but now fat you know fast forward to 2023 we get this type of movie every week in a way i mean what are your closest equivalents your right. Mission Impossible's right, right. Um, Fast and Furious, right. Well, we you had your ten poles now. We also had uh, Indiana Jones, which didn't do so great. Um, Would you consider Indiana Jones action though? I, it's more adventure. Yeah, right. But with with action sequences. Yeah, 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 I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, which yeah, yeah I, Mission Impossible's, Fast and the Furious is, it's all the same. Um, you know. As a fan of Fast and Furious, I'll take offense to that. You're not wrong, but I still take partial offense to it. <laughs> I, I was I was honestly never a huge fan of those movies. Um, maybe it kind of went downhill with you know Paul Walker's passing. I don't know. Hobbs and Shaw was actually really fun. I think that one felt more like an older eighties mm, movie. Yeah. So, but they're out there. These franchises, they're milking it for all it's worth. Oh yeah. And I really, you know, I don't look forward to them anymore. I used to think they were fun, but now I just look forward to stuff that's uh, A24, you know, the, the uh, distribution company. I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that everything they picked is very original and they, they care, really, they, they care about story mm. and talent. So I don't disagree with you, okay. but I say this for a lot of the franchises, which everybody has a right to complain. Mm. Uh, I'll use a poker term. I'm pot committed. I followed these stories for so <laughs> long. I just, I got to see where it goes, even though mm-hmm. my expectations may not be where they were five years ago, two mm-hmm. years ago. Well, with um the Mission Impossibles, this is what the seventh, right? 
I lost it. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I, I stopped. I, honestly, I stopped caring, at, I think, maybe one or two movies ago. Um, and now it's been so much time has passed. I'd have to rewatch six movies before I even see this new one, which is part one of two, I think. So it's just, I don't know. It's just way too much time. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't where I don't know where people find the time. I, they make time, you know. I, I'm. I just finished uh, Succession, so oh, <laughs> I'm a little out of breath with uh, the content. <laughs> but no, I'm ready for the next uh, "quote unquote" great uh, action movie. I don't know if it'll come. I don't know if it'll be the Meg Two. I don't. I've heard good things. Have you? Okay. I, ha- I mean, I haven't seen it. I know you like Statham, right? You, you're. Uh, yeah. Well, then you want to talk about your Fast and Furious? Yeah. He's he's actually an underrated action star. I'll say that. Re- underrated. Or Unger right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm hoping, yeah, again, originality. That's what I look for in a movie. If it's not fresh, if it's not interesting, like, what's the point? You know, um, Expendables 4, I'll probably see just for Stallone and the other, yeah. you know, and I think staying committed. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I'm not gonna finish the the, the family Stallone because uh, that was just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of curious at how bad it is. I might have to watch at least one episode. You can <laughs> you can stream the first episode for free actually uh, on one of the I, I I don't know which one I think it was uh, Freebie. I, I I take a look. Yeah, ch- take a look with that. And um, yeah, it's I mean Stallone. He's like he's he's coming up on eighty. Like in a couple of years, he'll be. Up there, you know, him and Schwarzenegger. When you see him now, it's yeah. They, I'll give him credit. Both of them still have a very good physique for their age. Yeah, but you can tell the years have caught up. Yeah, all 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 those steroids caught up to them, but uh, it's it's worked well in their favor. I <laughs> I I'd say so. They've done um some great work. So um, any closing thoughts on Demolition Man? I think uh, you said it best. It's if you want a fun, entertaining action movie, mm. uh, but a quick watch. I yeah. mean, there there are few movies I think that can compete with that in mm. terms of quality in that perfect amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Again, under two hours, action packed, filled with laughs, like oh, yeah. like genuine comedy. You you throw Rob Schneider in there. You've got the the three seashells. That'll be. Um, Forever remembered. Oh by, yeah, de- definitely by us because we're. Oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you know we'll we'll never look at Taco Bell uh, the same way again. No, I'm still I I still am a patron of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really, I mean, a lot of the stuff in the movie we said it was the predictions were pretty, um, you know, accurate, and we still we have nine more years until this movie actually takes place, twenty thirty two. Let's see what other predictions we have uh, that that'll that'll be correct. Hopefully, not many mole people. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. But if anything, if they were led by Dennis Leary, uh, I, I would not be uh, against that because I think he was great in this. Oh, I, I think this role fit his style perfectly. Perfect. Yeah, he has a little rant in there. Where he's like talking about running through the streets naked, covered in jello, mm-hmm. and. Um, down there in the in the sewers, they they're they're eating rat burgers, and Stallone's like it's not bad. So uh, I don't know if I want to eat a rat burger, no. 
but um a lot of the other stuff in 2032 looks pretty good so i'm actually gonna say it was a decent stallone yeah it's a yeah. decent stallone movie no, i mean what your voice oh thank you yeah. I, I appreciate that um all right so <laughs> we have a couple of minutes left um i just want to mention real quick that uh coming up we've got the 61st new york film festival presented by film at lincoln center uh it's coming up and it'll take place september 29th to October 15th of 2023. Uh, every year, the New York Film, Film Festival, or NYFF, highlights the world's best cinema and introduces audiences to bold and remarkable works from celebrated filmmakers. So, I've yeah, I've heard great things in the past uh, from this description I just read. It uh, Yeah, it looks like uh, it's going to be another solid year for the film festival. I'm going to intrigue to see it. Yes. Also, guys, I just want to mention, um, I am fresh off the heels of the Festival of Cinema NYC, which took place in my very our very own backyard here in Forest Hills, Queens, um, at the Midway Movie Theater on Queens Boulevard. I've been going to this theater since I'm four years old. Yeah, it's just about. About the same. And uh, I, the first movie I ever saw there was Ghostbusters 2. Uh, same summer was Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. So I uh, have a lot of fond memories at this theater. And I'm so happy that it is still open because you never know these days, right? Fortunately. Yeah. So we got to keep this this theater up and running because it is a, it should be a landmark. It's a landmark to me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. Having said all that, uh, Kevin, any, any plugs tonight? No, I think I'm all set, but... Okay. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited about that New York Film Festival. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear your takes on that. Yeah, yeah. I will uh, keep everyone abreast of all the developments. And I just want to let everyone know, if you want to see uh, old episodes of Under the Radar, just uh, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, share, spread the love. Uh, also, you can catch uh, new episodes of Under the Radar on Manhattan Neighborhood Network, Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific through the Lifestyle Channel for Manhattan Neighborhood Network. So, Kevin, thank you so much for this. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for uh, listening and watching. Uh, I'm Randy Younger. This has been Unger the Radar, bringing movies and people together one frame at a time. We'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>